0: Hello everybody and welcome to our weekly podcast. Don't forget to check out our other episodes and tune in every Friday to listen to a new and interesting topic. Today we are going back in time to talk about one of the most shocking historical events in history, which is the rise of Stalinism and the brutality of the Kulaks in Russia. As some of you may know, Stalinism is considered to be one of the most dark periods in which Joseph Stalin was the leader of the Soviet Union while serving as General Secretary of the Central Committee of the Communist Party. This was since 1922 to 1953. This could be considered as the darkest time in Russia, as it is estimated that 6 million people died due to direct causes from the regime, such as executions. But apart from that, 3 million people perished due to indirect causes from the same regime, such as immigration and starvation. To put everyone in a better context and give you a deep perspective into what happened here, I have my special guest, Tomas Valares, who is one of the few survivors of the director from Stalin's mandate. Tommy, please introduce yourself and give us a little bit of context from your situation.
1: Uh, well, uh, at first, thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, I, I am a man that worked really hard at the time. Uh, the factories were running real great with all the workers inside and had a very good production, at least our factory here. Then the need for more and more suppliers was needed and the demand for of labor increased exponentially. Instead of grouping more men into the machines, as you usually should do, they decided to actually start raising the number of productions with the same men. That didn't lead up to a sustained change of production, actually. So when I was told that I was going to be punished, I didn't really understand that they were talking about what they were talking about. I surely thought that they were going to raise even more the work or something like that, but that didn't actually happen.
0: You know, things happen fast with Stalin as the head of the government, but did you ever think that the situation would worsen with time? Was Stalin the definition of that regime for you?
1: Yeah, I surely believe it and still knew it. Uh, the thing was that I uh, always had the expectations for things to worsen. I knew it all along, thanks to my friends in other parts of the Soviet Union where it was real harsh. Yeah, mainly I would like to describe it like hell.
0: As we all know, immigration was a real concern at that time due to all the risk that that caused. And as we said earlier, um, a lot of people died too, due to that cost. So, for you, was leaving the country an option uh, while all this happened, or were you so terrified by the consequences that you decided to stay?
1: Yeah, well, that's certainly a tough one. Emotionally, I took the option, but uh, only after some time, people attempted it, you know, like a careful affirmation of the masses. I worked to escape route, but it didn't favor me at all. Once people that said or planned to flee the country actually attempted, officers would come to their houses and basically take all of their stuff. So if they would like to come back after the regime ended, they would have nothing. Uh, But how did they know that they left? Well, I suppose that the people in the command of the fields noted the authorities.
0: So as you worked in a factory, um, I bet you had a social circle. I bet you had some friends. But tell me about people close to you at that time. Were friends of you executed as well?
1: Well, most of my friends uh, that were sent to the Gulag from Exhaustion. Uh, sorry, actually, uh, one time I remember that we were working to give you some context. I used to work in a forge uh, when I worked in a factory, not in the Gulag making like steel rods and other bolts or, or stuff like that. And as I was uh, really knowing the arts of metallurgy, uh, the officer assigned me to a different work to be more punishment. Uh, the, uh, I had to cut wood, actually and make like wood stuff. We didn't have the tools that you have right now with uh, wood. It was either the ax or the grinder. We were assigned the axe and my friend couldn't handle the work anymore and basically placed the axe in the ground and jumped it into it head down. Uh, That wasn't the only way people died in the desperation. A lot of people have several strange ideas to end it all.
0: So um, from a psychological point of view, uh, all these experiences were so tough that we can expect a high level of trauma from millions of people living in Russia, especially at that time. And people close to the industry were more likely to have the same trauma with people being executed especially close people and even uh, members of their families. So when you wake up, do you feel lucky to be alive, considering that other people just didn't have the same
1: fate? Uh, No. I would like to actually be dead or erase all the things that I have seen. Uh, The atrocities that I have in mind
0: are too big to handle really. So let's consider that others saw it as a brutal but necessary and inevitable uh, phase of that development. Something for the great good of Russia and something with a bigger purpose than just executing people or just putting a lot of uh, tough situations for them. But something that really uh, would better the country for good. But tell me about the worst and best day of your life. My best uh, time, let me think.
1: I went uh, drinking before the industrialization was implemented at the time. Well, I was actually a servant in one of the royal family's lands, and I was a kind of cook or butler, depending on the day or the need that the royal family had. I had great and bad days at the time, but I remember not being forced to work, uh, more forced to be formal actually, and to treat guests or the royal family in a certain way. And that was the most difficult part. The worst day of my life, I think, that was the day that I almost get killed by. Um, by machinery, by a
0: minecart in the gulag. It's been quite a, quite a while since all that happened. But still, as we talked earlier, um, there's still a lot of trauma and, and a really tough psychological state for all the people that live that. But how are you doing nowadays after all that pain and trauma?
1: Well, after the time, I still don't understand the means, uh, the need of things to be fast. Uh, that is just brutal i would like to have an apology or even a compensation but that's not going to happen i know it sounds stupid but there is no solution for all the psychological damage that i have from the time also as the physical damage
0: that i have so we can get to a conclusion from everything that we have heard about in this brief conversation you know people have suffered terribly struggled from an immense lack of empathy but there has been an extreme excess of violence. Luckily, nowadays human rights are vital for our societies to work, and I totally think that. We have to be aware of the function of our governments and the way that they will affect us daily. But what's sad about all this is that all these people didn't have the same power, the power of choice. I want to thank Tommy for this great episode, and I hope we can have him back in the future for a different topic. Uh, thanks for having me actually
1: and good day
0: okay thank you everyone for tuning in today and don't forget to check out the other episodes and follow us on our social media